This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Aquarium Mania on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Roy Anand, speaking to you from the University of Florida's Tropical Aquaculture Laboratory. Thanks for joining us. The aquarium hobby is filled with beautiful and unusual species with secret lives. The black ghost knife and the elephant nose are two very popular and fascinating fish which sense their surroundings and communicate by means of weak electrical signals. If we could hear them, what would they say? My guest today, Benjamin Grelier, is a member of the French company Gymnokiti, which has worked with scientists to build a machine to answer that very question. Their product, the Gymnocom, translates the electrical impulses into words. Join us as Benjamin explains the magic behind their Gymnocom. We'll be right back to talk about electrical fish and the Gymnocom with Benjamin after these messages. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Aquarium Mania on Pet Life Radio. My guest today is Benjamin Grelier, whose company, Gymnokitty, has developed an electric fish translator, the Gymnocom. Hi, Benjamin. Thank you for joining us all the way from France. Hi, Rory. How are you? Very good, very good. So when I first received the email from you and your company and uh, Matthew, I was really pretty fascinated because I've always been interested in this group of fish, which we'll talk a little bit more about, and and the fact that they produce electrical signals. And I I know many scientists have been trying to look at what these signals mean and how they communicate. Before we go a little bit more into all of that, I had to ask one of my uh, first questions I always like to ask. Have you had aquariums when you were growing up, or did you get more into the aquarium industry with this product? Well, honestly, I got um, more involved uh, later on. Um, I had, like every kid, a couple of uh, a goldfish, you know, but, well, I didn't take good care of it. So, fortunately, they didn't live long. But um, later on, and with this product uh, that we'll talk about later, my interest grown very fast. And um, I, I discovered those weak electric fish, and they're quite incredible. Can you tell us a little bit about your company to start with, uh, Gymnokiti, if that's how you say it properly? I, I apologize if I'm, I'm not. Uh, that, that's it. So uh, Gymnokiti is a French company. It was founded in uh, 2009 by uh, Nicolas Brem and uh, Alain Giraud. Uh, Nicolas Brem is our, our lead uh, researcher. 
So he's the he's the man behind the the concept of our product, and uh, the man that is very interested in uh, in discovering and searching all around these uh, weak electric fish. So that's how we decided that with this uh, small uh, discovery that we made, decided to take it a bit more further in uh, business. So that's why that's where we started searching for investing partners, etc., to make this product finally uh, marketable. And what was I guess the founder's inspiration, had he just been working with the fish for a while and decided this would be something the aquarium hobby would be interested in? Well, he was doing research on um, environmental studies, and uh, these fish are known to be very uh, sensitive to uh, water changes. So basically, by studying these fish, he discovered that that the electric signals um, slightly changed because of the water temperature, the water Connectivity, etc. Uh, we'll get on that later. And he said, "Oh well, let me try to uh, build a device that maybe to that can maybe interpret these signals." So that's how came the idea. And then later on, the uh, potential of a business. You are based in France, of course, and um, I was curious: how big is the aquarium industry in France and in the EU in general? France is not the biggest market. Basically, there's around. 100 million euros in France of a business. There is around uh, 40 million fish owned by uh, fish uh, owners. And uh, the biggest market is definitely uh, Germany with $200 million for the uh, fish business. And more largely, uh, Europe uh, is around uh, is around 2 or 3 uh, billion euros. So it's quite a big business. And, well, most of it, Mainly worldwide, the most important business is definitely the U.S. market with almost $9 billion for all the uh, pet industry and around $280 uh, million for the aquarium. So it's really our main target and our, the biggest business is uh, right here in the U.S. Now, this is pretty high tech. In terms of, I guess, again, and we'll definitely talk about the product in a second, I just wanted to ask, what do you think the aquarium industry is going more toward high tech type products or do you think it's just something that's happening because of the, the computer age and, and everyone's need to get more into the technology? Well, it's, I think it's both of it. We've been to uh, Nuremberg in Germany in uh, 2010, and um, there was this big, really big pet show. And for all we've seen, there's definitely a trend of uh, more and more high-tech products. Even if in the, I'd say, where you don't need technology and products, People are just injecting, injecting, building, researching, um, and putting technology, electronics, everywhere they can put. Because, like you said, it we're in the quite moving world where technology takes bigger and bigger place every day, and people are more and more acquainted to uh, computers. I mean, today you can use a computer uh, at the age of I don't know seven, eight. When I was eight, I wasn't like every day on Facebook or YouTube, you know. So there's a trend that makes it more easier to uh, push uh, high-tech products, I think. And your, um, your expertise is uh, in the computer field, right? Uh, yeah, most of it, computer and marketing. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about the, f- about the fish. For um, some of our listeners who maybe are just beginning in the hobby, they really have no understanding or idea about some of these species. Can you maybe describe the black ghost knife and the elephant nose you know, both uh, maybe give a description of what they look like and also um, a little bit about their, you know, their life, life history. Yeah, so the black ghost knife is a, is a small fish. 
uh, like it says, uh, like its name says, it's black and it has a small uh, swimming um, fin on, under his uh, belly. And it makes him very particular because fins make it very special because he can swim upside down, in reverse, sideways, etc., making it a very fun fish to, to look at. He comes from essentially Guyane. It's a French uh, department in the Caribbean. And he's found under small, shallowy waters and likes to be hidden. He, he's quite cheerful. And um, it's a very cute fish that can grow quite big. We have some uh, species uh, that grow, I think I've, saw, I've seen a species for, it, it grows like about 30 centimeters, so, and at around 10 years or so, so it really, it really um, grows fast and can grow old. And about the, uh, yeah, the Eno's fish, well, that's my personal favorite. I found this, I found this fish very cute. Yeah, it has a small uh, particular, it's not a nose, it's like a small extended chin you know and he has uh he's quite gray lighter in the color than the uh, black ghost fish and a bit bigger at the beginning and um he uh uses his uh small nose to dig uh and search on the ground on the soil to find uh i don't know worms or etc and he also uses its nose to um detect food or a potential prey and uh, that's why makes him very particular and he swims he behaves uh, quite normally and the thing about these two fish is that they can um they're quite social with other fish they cannot be together so you don't want to mix up a black ghost and an enos fish but um with other fish they, they get along quite good so they make quite good companions for a tropical tank fish tank so what type of water quality do they normally prefer in, like, so in for the water quality yeah. Yes, connectivity, temperature. Yep. Well, their black ghost and, uh, and the Enos fish are around the same parameters. That is uh, a water between 26, 28 degrees with uh, regular, I don't, regular connectivity around uh, 400, 600 microstimens. And they're quite sensitive to uh, connectivity change. So as usual with any fish, tropical fish tank, you change the water quite regularly every every two weeks around there. And, of course, monitor the pH and the, um, the toxicity of the water. I know how it's called in, the, in English. And just to, just for the uh, some of the listeners, 26 to 28 degrees Celsius, of course, not Fahrenheit. Oh, we yeah, got, sorry. <laughs> we got the, the, the Fahrenheit people here, so just so, made, so they're not confused. I'll just make a small precision about the um, specificity about these fish. is that they're weakly electric. So... The uh, black ghost has a more high frequency than the uh, Eno's fish. He sends around 801,000 hertz frequency, and he's continuously undulating because the Eno's is a pulsating fish. You know, he sends small beeps, which vary in intensity, interval, and frequency from zero hertz to uh, 100 hertz. So it's quite lower. And of course, for the Eno's, for example, if the frequency is high, that means he's either agitated or he's in combat, he has a stress or he's in a threat position, etc. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the Gymnocom now. What exactly is the Gymnocom? Can you describe it? We're going to have a picture on the website, at least on the Aquarimania mm-hmm. blog site and, and probably on your website as well. But can you just describe it for the uh, listeners? Yeah. So the Gymnocom is uh, composed of two uh, essential pieces, mostly made of uh, plastic. 
It's a green, shiny metal color. So there's a first part that you put in the water. Uh, we call it the bridge. And this part is um, made to uh, capture and sense different water parameters and, the, of course, the uh, electric signal sent by the fish. I didn't mention it, but um, both of these fish especially like to be under objects. So we could imagine uh, a hollow um, a wood trunk or a rock, etc. They like to be hidden. So we've designed this bridge as it to be like just like a shelter in their natural environment. So this bridge has a uh, so conductivity meter, electric measurement for the fish, temperature measurement, and luminosity. We measure the looks of your aquarium with our device. The second part is a small box, a uh, plastic box that you can put just outside uh, your uh, fish tank. And it is linked with a small cable to your bridge. This box is really the heart of our uh, system. It has an internal uh, Wi-Fi connection that allows it to be connected to internet. And a small LCD screen of about, uh, I think, if, not, if my US metrics are not so bad, two or three inch. So it displays the, the tank's information, like temperature, uh, connectivity, pH and uh, luminosity, and of course, the fish uh, actual frequency. Connected to the box, there's a small webcam that you can uh, put wherever you like, but you'll preferably point it to your bridge. And remotely, uh, that's the third big part of our product, you'll be able to take pictures and videos. So I'm, I'm talking about remotely because with the Wi-Fi connection, our box and the gym.com globally is able to push all your personal data to a particular personal website. This is one of the big features, of course, of our product. As you buy your gym.com, you'll be uh, granted uh, access to our website and you'll find every single parameter that I described earlier on your personal website with graph, with charts for your temperature, for your uh, connectivity, your fish frequency, etc., and the ability to um, take pictures instantaneously and videos and sounds because uh, these are, quote, talking fish every time you want and they're saved in a, uh, on your personal website. So these are, in a large fashion, are all of our features on the Gymnocom. And I appreciated definitely you're sending me a, a model so I could take a look at it and use it with a couple uh, of those species we talked about and I really had, had a lot of fun with it. Now, in terms of the the screen for the the main box unit, I guess that's outside of the tank. That um, you can also can you also show video on that as well? I, I thought there was some information that there you could maybe see a little video on there as well. Yeah, well, we don't have for uh, now uh, a live feed of your fish tank. For example, if you're I mean on vacation and you'd like to have a live feed of your fish tank. You can't. We've delayed for now the uh, the video feed. But if you're physically present on your um, fish tank, there's a small uh, feature that allows you to see what exactly is showing your webcam. But just to see it, not record it. But you can still um, make recordings of uh, videos and pictures uh, by using our uh, website. So how long did it take to develop this? How, how many uh, years were you all working on this? So it has been um, quite cut 
first of all, Nicolas Brem, our leader researcher, uh, had the idea back in um, 2005. He then took about two years to uh, make the concept and and build it, refine it. And around 2009, we were almost ready for a more industrial scale uh, production. And that's where came in the computer and uh, all the, the IT stuff, the website, the uh, Wi-Fi connection, communication between uh, our website, our server, and all of the gym.com, etc. So this basically took uh, around a year and a half. Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely was very elaborate, and I think it will be very exciting for the, the hobbyist once it is in, uh, in the U.S. Well, we're going to have to take a quick break. I will definitely have a lot more questions for you and i'm hoping we're going to be able to hear some of these signals as well is that correct yeah definitely okay good well we'll continue our discussion with benjamin grelier after these messages from our sponsors hi i'm dana humphrey the founder of whitegate pr we have been specializing in pr and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com We're back and continuing our conversation with my guest, Benjamin Grelier, and the, uh, our discussion of the Gymnocom. So how did your team determine what signals meant and, and what signals to include in the device? Well, basically, what our research done was to observe the fish, the two-week electric fish, in their environment and see how their fish frequencies evolved with the evolution of, uh, for example, temperature. The temperature is one of the most uh, speaking example. If you take, uh, if you plot the temperature for and uh, plot it, its evolution for two or three days, you'll see that by plotting to the frequency of, uh, for example, the black coast, you'll see that they quite match. The correlation is almost near a one. So it means that as the temperature lowers or um, raises, the frequency of the fish just adapts to the temperature. And it's one of the most speaking examples. And um, as for the uh, other messages that we're able to uh, translate, there's patterns in their behaviors that allows us to say, oh, we have this particular pattern. So we measured the frequency. And by analyzing that pattern with our uh, box that's outside the fish tank, we're able to say, oh, he's excited. Oh, um, he seems to be hungry, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, in terms of the translation, you actually have a human voice that will essentially say what the the fish is communicating. Is that just a computerized voice, or did you have someone actually record that? Well, I wish I could say that Angelina Jolie... uh, (laughs) I was going to say that would be exciting, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just recorded that, but we both know that it's a lie. So we've just um, (laughs) recorded messages with a vocalizer 
It's a small uh, program on the web that allows us to uh, push text messages and translate them to uh, spoken messages. And the good thing about this process is that we're able to um, make it in many different languages with only a single message and, of course, change the accent. For example, I know that Texan people, I don't know if Texan people out there, but um, they have a small different accent than New Yorkers, for example. So the system is able to um, mimetize uh, these accents. Oh, that's great. I didn't realize that. So let's listen to some of these signals and the translation then. Um, can we start with a couple from the uh, elephant nose? Give us a few of their uh, signals and what the translator tells us they're telling us. Yeah, of course. Uh, so what you hear is a small enos um, that we recorded. So that was for the enos. Um, as for the uh, sounds and clicks that you hear, basically at the end of the of the sound clip, you heard that it went quite high in the in the clicks. That means he's uh, hunting or searching under the ground. Base. Basically, we translate this message uh, on our Genmacom by "I'm feeling excited." You'll get to hear after afterwards the uh, messages. As for the black ghost, the sound is much more. I'd say it's not very pleasing on the long term, but um, here it goes. So as you can see, that quite of a pesky alarm sound, you know, it reminds me of uh, my uh, buzzer, uh, my morning buzzer. But uh, anyway, that's because, as, as I said earlier, um, the Enos has uh, clicks that pulses every free, every time on a ba defining his uh, mood or his uh, level of excitement, whereas the black ghost emits a constant um, pulse, a uh, constant frequency of around uh, what we heard just right there is around 800 hertz. And at the end of the sound clip, around four seconds, it was quite lower because he's not he was either moving away or of the um, of the bridge that allows us to uh, capture the sound. Or um, he was uh, just chilling around. So that's how basically we interpret these sounds. And for example, the water temperature, as I said earlier, of the black ghost, there's a small message. Well, we have basically 30 messages that uh, are translated depending on either conductivity, uh, water temperature, etc. And for example, the water temperature, we have this sound. Rather chilly, isn't it? is a female voice saying that if the temperature, if the fish detects a lower temperature, he'll send a message, oh, I'm feeling chilly. We have other messages, for example, don't take us as trouts, which I don't have actually. We have another message for saying I'm excited. For example, the Enos uh, could have probably said during that clip, this sound, Eepie, wriggling is such fun, saying that he's quite excited. And we have basically three types of messages for each event that the fish is able to send. So that basically means 30 times 3, so around 90 vocal messages. And there's this one that I like. I think here is my mic to communicate with you, sort of. 
it's sort of a microphone to allow the fish to communicate with us. And unfortunately, it's a one-way communication, as you might have understand. But maybe in the near future, we'll be able to talk back to fish. I don't know. So now here's a question for um, each of these different species, the black ghost knife and the elephant nose. They come from two different groups of fish. Do similar species in those groups have the same signal or are there differences, you know, some of the relatives of these fish? That's a question I cannot fully answer because my knowledge is uh, quite limited to our, compared to our researcher. But these two species are, are very different and live, and live in uh, geographical regions quietly opposed. Um, like I said earlier, Lycos lives in Guyane and the um, Enos lives in uh, Africa, South yeah, Africa, uh, near, um, originally from West Africa. We know that there's other uh, existence of weakly electric fish. There's around 12 species scattered around the world from, and they're quite special, but quite unknown. And these are the most common fish because, for example, black ghosts can be um, bred quite easily. And for the um, Enos, we can find it very often in uh, pet stores. It's a fish that's quite accessible to uh, commercial distribution. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. So these are the two very common species. And, and so you yeah, concentrated yeah, on those. Yeah. Now, uh, was there another species? I thought you had a third one as well, or were these the two main ones that the Gymnocom uh, worked No, with? as of today, they're the only um, species that we are uh, planning to uh, adapt for this product. But okay. there may be uh, further versions with uh, a more salty version of our product and a palm version. I know there are salt water fish that um, sense weak electric signals, and that's definitely something we're going to look to. Now, what is your, I guess, plan in, in terms of um, production and finally getting this out available to the public? How long is the uh, wait or what's your time frame? Well, our product is uh, more than ready. We're on the uh, final adjustments. There's a couple of things that needs to be adjusted on the website, for example, make things a bit clearer, etc. But the uh, industrial and uh, process is ready. As of today, we're uh, researching commercial partners for the U.S. market, for uh, European markets. At the end of March, that's, uh, we'll be in uh, Japan uh, attending a big, uh, a big fair there. That we're on the commercial uh, process of selling our, our product. And we've sent a couple of uh, samples around the world. And um, feedbacks are quite positive. So, but we're mainly looking for um, a, big, uh, a big contractor. Now, this is one you know, very exciting product that your company is obviously invested in and spent a lot of time in. Are, are there any other ideas or, or things coming down the, the pipe, as we say, from your company? Any other types of products that you are hoping to work on over the next five, ten years? Yeah, definitely. On, and even on the more uh, shorter timescale, we have uh, lots of ideas for our uh, product, uh, the Gymnocom, first of all. There's a couple of spin-offs that could emerge. For example, we could imagine a, an automated uh, system controlling the water's pH. If the water's, if the pH is too low, the Gymnocom would be capable to uh, trigger a corrective measure. Because we've built and engineered our product like this, it allows us uh, mod- modularity and easy improvements. Because of its connectivity, there's a USB plugs everywhere. So it's definitely th- something that we're um, trying to push if commercial success is at the rendezvous. We have another product that's 
a bit more uh, off, meaning that it's quite technological too, but in a different way. Um, we've patented uh, a product called uh, Vita Pearls. Sorry, it's on a truck device, but um, it's a small eatable pearls that allow us to encapsulate food, medication, etc., making them very useful for curing or boosting your pet's health because they're also applicable for fish, cats, and dogs. So at the first time, we're pushing it towards cats and dogs, but it'll be in the second time um, for fish. And what's great about these pearls is that they really look like um, caviar. They're quite shiny and uh, quite likable. It's it's also fun what you um to share um a different manner common food that you could buy, and uh, last of all, but um, we've patented a, a new process to allow uh, remote communication between cat and dogs through a bowl. It's called Jim the Bowl, and uh, our research and development will start uh, probably in Q2, and will be hopefully uh, available in uh, early 2012. It's most of all um, based on our uh, gymnocom, but taken to a, a high level and with more features for cats and dogs. For example, you'll be able to um, see what your um, your dog is doing um, with a webcam embed in the bowl. And we have some, uh, of course, monitor stuff. Did he eat? Is he, uh, is he near the bowl with uh, trends, for example? How much did he eat? Um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we're on the process of uh, developing this product and we're quite excited too. So it's kind of, it sounds like kind of a smart bowl basically. Yeah, definitely. It's a smart bowl. Yeah. That's great. So you're not planning on any products that are going to have uh, cats talking to fish, right? <laughs> no, 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 not yet. Well, I guess if cats could talk to fish, it would be like, I want to eat you. I want to eat. I want to eat you. Stop. I want to eat you. I want to eat you. <laughs> I think it would probably be something like that. So it would probably be pretty easy then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds great. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. I want to thank very much uh, Benjamin and our producers, especially Mark Winter, for making this show possible. Benjamin, did you have any final words for our listeners? Yeah, well, first of all, I'd like to uh, thank you, Roy, to uh, give you the opportunity and uh, as Mark for uh, his uh, help, uh, invaluable help. And um, yeah, if um, any distributors are around the, uh, the place listening to our product, feel free to uh, contact us. We'll be more than happy to uh, hear what you say. And we'll definitely have your website and you know other links that are available for the product so people can actually see as well ha- as having some uh, pictures on our sites for Aquarium Mania. So thanks again very much for joining us, Benjamin. Thank you. And I encourage all of you to visit my Aquarium Mania blog on Pet Life Radio. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a show, email me at drroy, that's D-R-R-O-Y, at PetLifeRadio.com, drroy at PetLifeRadio.com. If you're over in Florida, please be sure to visit the Aquarium Mania exhibit at the Florida Aquarium in Tampa, one of my favorite aquariums. Until next time, please visit your local aquarium stores, buy more fish, keep your tanks and fish healthy, and definitely keep an eye out for electric fish and the gymnocom. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.